This is WLER Radio. Welcome to the Lost Exploration Podcast at LostExploration.com. A podcast about the hit TV show Lost, with theories, spoilers, speculation, and anything else Lost. This podcast will contain spoilers. Hello and welcome to the Lost Exploration Podcast. We're back for the fourth season of Lost, covering episodes one and two. And also three. Before we get on into the show, I have got a couple of bits of news. Um, the first one is that we're now situated at theblackrock.org as opposed to lostexploration.com. Although you can still visit lostexploration.com to listen to the podcasts. But there is now a link over there that will send you to theblackrock.org where we will have um, we have a forum section and also there's a blog there which I'm posting to regularly. So please check that out. There's lots of different sections for spoilers, theories, etc. So again, theblackrock.org. The other piece of news is that, not really some news, but just um, general stuff, is that you can contact the podcast at luke at lostexploration.com or you can call the voicemail, which is a US number, at 267-276-1408. Also, if you go to the blog, there is a button, which the blog is um, wler.org wordpress.com there's now a button that you can press which will allow you to leave an online voicemail for free and all you need to do that is a microphone plugged into your computer and I think we're about ready to get on with the show so episode one yes well go on Christ what? Go on then. Hello? Hi. Can you get. Oh. Right. Oh. Stop recording. No, don't. Have you stopped? <laughs> Good. No. Right. Can you d- introduce episode one? Please. Right. Now? Yes. <laughs> Okay, episode one, the long-awaited season four premiere, was called The Beginning of the End. It was a holy flash-forward, and it revealed the Oceanic Six. Some of the Oceanic Six, not all of the Oceanic Six. Um, I thought this was probably one of the best episodes of Lost ever. Yeah. Um, I was very, very excited um, about the premiere, and it did not disappoint I absolutely yeah, enjoyed it 100%. So, definitely agree getting with that. up at 3.45 to watch it was definitely worth it. <laughs> no, I was up at 6. Anyway, the first topic on the agenda is Hurley's flash forwards. So, the the first kind of thing is the, the, the opener, which we found a little bit dis- disappointing because we hoped that they'd continue the, f- the theme with an opening eye. Um... But yeah. they didn't. They used the fruit opener, which we mentioned in a previous podcast. So, a little bit disappointed, but there you go.
Yeah. The Oceanic Six. We already know three of them. That's Jack, Kate, and Hurley. And these are quite clearly the three, the six people who get off the island. Absolutely. So who mm. could they be? Oh, me and Luke actually know who the remaining six three are. So, if if you don't want to know, turn away. Well, stop listening. Stop if listening for a period of about ten seconds. The the remaining are. Jin, Sun, and Said. Right, we won't discuss that for people who have come back now. Okay. Right, Abaddon. He claims to be an oceanic executive, but he had no business card. He didn't have a business card, obviously, um, which proves to me that he has nothing to do with oceanic. And obviously, in the second episode, we found that out definitely. But we're going to that later in the show. Yeah. Now he asked Hurley, "Are they still alive?" Now, again, after watching episode two, it became clear that he was actually referring to the team, as in the people from the freighter, rather than was he the yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah, but. Because, um, well, he said, he said, are they still alive? But then in episode two, we saw the whole thing with Naomi. Oh, yeah. And so he's, he's asking, I would assume that he's asking about his team as opposed to the Losties. Yeah, I suppose. Um, but then again, I could be proven wrong and he could be talking about the remaining of the Oceanic Six. Yeah. Now, the other thing is, why did he want Hurley to move to a different institute? I don't really have any ideas on this other than that he just wanted to bribe Hurley off so he wouldn't say anything. Yeah. The next point is the return of Charlie. So, is he actually alive or was um, was it all just a figment of Hurley's imagination? Now, the the question here is how could Lewis see that Charlie was there to tell him there's someone staring at you. Well, yeah. either Lewis was another figment of Hurley's imagination, which could be possible. I suppose. Or it was just a coincidence because, I mean, they're in a mental institution. It may happen. Hmm. Charlie said to Hurley, they need you. And the question is, who? Yeah. Any ideas? Could it be talking about the people who were left on the islands? Quite possibly, yeah. Okay, so the Oceanic Six. Now, a theory that Jordan had was, are there, perhaps they're in hiding. Now, personally, I would say no, because if, if what made you think that was influenced from Hurley, I would say that it was purely because Hurley wanted to start a new life to escape the curse of the lottery winnings. Hmm. Um, I don't know if you have other thoughts about one thing, that. One thing I noticed is the fact that if if he hasn't got any mo- money, he seemed pretty well off by the fact of his car in the opening that, sequence. I'm not sure. I can't 
prove this. Um, no idea if it's right, but it could possibly be the same car that he was working on with his dad in season three on the flashback. I read that somewhere. Is yeah, it the same car? Mistake. It is. Then that would probably explain that. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't really say that we could, but um, tell his wealth. Although he was shopping in a, you know, a mini mart kind of place, so possibly not yeah. as wealthy as we may first think. Mm. Um, the next point was the why doesn't um, Matthew Aberdon, which was the attorney guy who came to see Hurley. Um, yep. Why does he not, not know whether or not they, whoever they are, are dead? I I put this in the notes because, you know, I'm sure he'd be in, he'd have been in contact with Naomi. Absolutely, because they had satellite phones. Either, yeah. So, perhaps something happened at a later stage, which we'll find out later in the series. Or maybe maybe when the helicopter went down that we saw in episode 2 and Daniel jumps out he lost contact with them or maybe even when Naomi's helicopter went down possibly and then something has happened that's been denying them contact denying him contact yeah. with his team we think that the freighter would relay the messages on but I don't know perhaps something happened in the looking glass we, we don't know maybe Mikael came back alive and started blocking the signal again. Crackpot theory there. Anyway. Um, what is the secret that Hurley and Jack are keeping? That's the... Have you told them? So... What could they be talking about? Maybe they did something bad to get off the islands. Yeah, quite possibly. Or perhaps they... Um, Something came up and they, they had the opportunity to leave the island. But there was a something bad that would happen if they did. And they decided to. Yeah. Um, the, other, the other point is what made Jack change his mind, which we, we know he changed his mind much yeah. later in, in, the, um, in the scheme of things when we saw him on the season three finale on the flash forward we he wanted yeah. to go back so what made him change his mind since meeting I think, Hurley I think, just thinking it could have been quite they could have I don't think there could have been much time between um between Jack and Hurley meeting and then him thinking about jumping off the bridge because he said he wanted to go a beard so and obviously at the end of season 3 he had a beard so if yeah. he was going, that'd be a cu- couple of months. Yeah, that's an interesting point. That could help us um, place the time. Yeah. Definitely. Um, then the next point is why? Why is Hurley sorry that he went with Locke? Now, now in a it, it kind of possibly. Now I'm not saying this is the whole explanation. But it possibly gets explained in a sneak peek clip yeah. that we've both seen. We will play these later, after we've covered episode two. We move on to a whole spoiler trailer section. Um, so that potentially explains how both Saeed 
and Hurley got off the island. However, was I'm it? sure it's I'm sure it's not quite as simple as that. Said was on Team Jack. Have you not seen the second sneak sneak peek? Yeah, what when the Kate, Said and Miles, go bursting in through the barracks? Yeah. When, yeah, Said is is on Team Jack. Yeah. Yeah. Which would mean that he could get off the island. Yeah, I don't know what I'm talking about. No, evidently not. Right. Um. <laughs> Hurley. Hurley and Jacob's cabin, or do you mean? Yeah. Jacob's cabin, and Hurley. Because it sounds like Doesn't they both listen. own the cabin. Hurley and Jacob's cabin. <laughs> um. Who is the eye that we saw? Now, some people say it looked like Lock's eye. Yeah, that's what that that's my immediate that was my immediate thought. It's Locke. I didn't really pay much attention to it. But the colour of the eye might have been an interesting point to grab. I'm not sure what it was, but they, they No, I didn't. They were um they are I'll said to be playing if, around with colours of eyes. I can so what did you say? Um, I said that the the they said that they were playing around with the colours of eyes in right. in the whole series. So we'll see. We might come to that point back in a in a later podcast. Anyway, who was in the chair in Jacob's shack? Christian is one possibility. Well, we we. You can al- almost see it. Well, there is a. I have got um, seen a, a screen cap, and you can see that it looks very much like Christian. But it was only a flash. So, as to me, this brings up um, that it could be the the smoke monster again, because the smoke monster seems to take on the form of dead people. Um, to manipulate others. Yeah. Do you want to move on to the next point? Could this be a vision? Because it kept appearing in different places. He turned round, it was there. He turned round again, it was there. And obviously, cabins don't just get up and move very easily. It's possible, although we have kind of seen that Hurley seems to have a sort of history with mental issues um but perhaps it's even the black smoke monster again you know moving it about to manipulate him in some way i think um we move on to the main point now which was the parting of the ways where the the two groups well the the losty split out into two groups which was team lock and team jack and um, Jack began to um, sort of lay into into Locke, and he was ready to kill Locke. That was definite. He yeah. shot the gun, and it was lucky it wasn't loaded. But there was no, no questions asked. Jack would have killed Locke if that was loaded. He, t- he took he took the step that Locke couldn't, because obviously in the season three finale he had the gun pointed at Absolutely. Jack. Absolutely. Um, team Locke. I always thought oh. I always thought Locke as a um strong character. Yeah. Definitely. But he couldn't do it 
So maybe Jack's stronger than Locke. Yeah. Man of science, man of faith. Right, Team Locke is going to the barracks. Because the others have abandoned them. And there's a form of security, um, the fence. So they would be relatively safe in there. And Team Jack is... We don't really know much about what Team Jack's plan is. Because obviously Jack just stumbled across the people on the in the helicopter. Now, one thing that was unclear was um, who were the people actually on each team. Now, I'm just going to bring up a thread on the Black Rock. Which discusses that. I've got an HD screen cap, which you can view on the blackrock.org. Which actually explains um, which were on some of the teams. So I'm just going to pull this up now. Here we go. Apologies for the wait. Um, okay, so Jack's team right now was Jack. Well, obviously Jack, Kate, Juliet, so um, no, not so Desmond, Rose, Bernard, Son, and Jen. And Locke's team was and and I've Hurley. got a few more. Just on Lostpedia. Uh, I don't know if it's Rose and Bernard's. Uh, Steve, Craig, Sullivan, Neil, Richard, ND Survivor, Gasman, Tourniquetman, Tracy, okay, and well, Lance. I was going to just cover the main characters, but there <laughs> you go. And um, on Locke's team, there is Hurley, Sawyer, Claire, Ben, Danielle, Alex, and Carl, as well as, I think. Um, looking who Saeed Vincent. went with. Saeed went with Jack, so. Yeah. Ben, Russo, don't know if you got those. What, on Locke's team? Yeah. Yeah. And Jerome. Okay, um, should we just read, read, if you read the list out again to make it clearer? So, Team Jack... Jack, Kate, Syed, Sun Jin, Rose Bernard, Juliet Burke, Desmond, and then Miners, Steve Craig, Sullivan, Neil, Richard, ND Survivor, Gasman, Tourniquetman, Tracy, and Lance. And Team Locke, Locke, Hurley, Claire, Aaron, Danielle, Benjamin, Alex, Alex, Carl, Sawyer, Vincent, Jerome, and three okay. unknowns. So I think that pretty much covers the splitting of the two teams. So we will move on to the um, the freighter people. At the end of the premiere, we Jack and Kate are talking about Charlie, and then the they hear helicopters, and this mysterious man, who we later know to be Daniel Faraday lands and the last words in the premiere are are you jack now obviously this is elaborated upon in episode two so i don't think we've got a lot of detail to go on uh, with this we'll discuss that more in the episode two section yeah now naomi here's an interesting point perhaps she's another mikhail um on a smaller scale because 
she was stabbed to death, and then she crawled away. Yes. How is that possible? Well, the healing properties of the island, perhaps. Maybe she has an ability. Would that would that mean that she's coming back? I'm not sure Cause... if. No, I don't. I don't think she's. I don't personally. I don't think she's going to come back. I think she has basically what Mikhail has, but on a smaller scale. So she can't actually avoid. If she if she died like that. She wouldn't be able to avoid it, but if she like got a an injury, a major injury, she might be able to recover for a an amount of time. Yeah. How did she get up into the tree? Good question. If you're crawling about on the floor, you generally don't climb trees. Did maybe perhaps she had an accomplice? Not sure. Perhaps there was some. Yeah, because you no. Know, Go ahead. I don't know personally, but I'm sure if you had a knife injury in the back, it'd be quite hard to move around. Right, I, I thought about this. Why didn't people realise that the doctor would have been able to fix her if she had a branch in her? She landed three days ago, so wouldn't she have bled to death if she hadn't been found? So, which which doctor are you talking about? The doc, Jack. See, they wouldn't know that... They might not know that Jack is alive, would they? Would they do they know that Jack's a doctor? Well, they obviously know Jack's alive because they spoke to him, but do they know that Jack is a doctor? Yeah. The chances of 324 people being on a plane, there's bound to be someone who could have helped her. And if she, if there wasn't a doctor and she hadn't have been found, she'd have bled to death, because three days. I suppose so, yeah. I don't know. I think that's it Shall on episode one. Mm -hmm. Okay, we'll move on to Probably a bit of um, more points. lost news here. Which, right on Friday, Friday morning we got some very exciting news. It was confirmed that the writers' strike is over. There's been discussion over the weekend, and uh, on Friday they were pretty sure that it was going to end, and I've just read complete confirmation that it has. So the um, w how will this impact lost? Okay. I'm just getting that up. Right. It will take four to six weeks to get back to the a actual filming. No discussions have been had regarding the, the logistics of a, of a return to production. The industry is planning an, on extending the TV season to the end of June. If a season is extended, a maximum of six episodes could be produced. Regardless, a minimum of three new episodes will be produced. There has been no discussion with regards to whether the unproduced episodes will be made up. Okay. That's definitely interesting. That's all I've got. So, episode two of season four of Lost 
Do you want to go ahead and begin with that? Well, it was called Confirmed Dead, and that's talking about the Flight 815 survivors after they found the plane. That's pretty much it. There wasn't anything hidden in that, was there? No. Right, at the beginning of the episode, we see something under the water. It's clearly a ship. And we see them find Flight 815. Just like Naomi said that they did with these uh, underwater robot sort of things, which were controlled remotely. Yeah, and we that just like we saw in the alternate reality game. Yeah, I I thought that was a nice tie in there. Um, yeah. Very well well done. Yep. And they were also they were actually looking for the black rock when they found Flight 815, which is on the island, which is quite a coincidence. Exactly. So m my theory is well, it's not really a theory, but. Is it might be possible that anything that goes onto the island ends up in that spot of water. The Sunder Trench. Yep. The Sunder Trench. Right. We're gonna just, it was a Fate of People flashback. And we'll start with Daniels. Yeah, it was Daniels um flashback. He's the first is he the first guy yeah, the first guy that we see from the freighter. Yeah. And he was watching uh the news when they were finding flight eight fifteen. On the TV, and then he just started crying, and yeah. um, person who was in his house—I don't know if, uh, who, I can't remember who it was—and uh, um, she walked over and said, "Why are you so upset about it?" And he—he he just said, "I don't know." It was very strange. Um, so maybe he knows someone on eight fifteen. Um, well, one thing that I noticed, um, going back to Anna Lucia, she was pregnant before she was shot. And we never found out. We never found out the father of her unborn baby. But she had a boyfriend called Danny. And I made a slight, what do you call it, connection there, Daniel Danny. Possibly. But that's probably just yeah, a coincidence. Yeah, I would imagine so. Or does he? Does he know Sam Thomas, the guy from the ARG? Which I suppose is possible. Because if they were friends, and if he was friends with Sonia, his wife... Mm, that's a, that's an interesting point there, because, yeah, that would explain why he was crying. Perhaps he would have been in, in contact with Sam from the ARG. Right, Jack and Kate meet Daniel. This We saw this at the end of episode one, and the last line of that was, Are you Jack? And that's... He's, He's later revealed to be Daniel Faraday. So yeah, we saw Daniel being pushed out the helicopter during tur during the turbulence. Why was there turbulence? Well, I would the the only thing that I can think of is just the um, electromagnetic properties of the island were screwing up the yeah. the equipment on board, which could cause um, some kind of balancing mechanism or whatever to be thrown out of place. Which could which could cause the the yeah. helicopter to juggle about or whatever. I mean, turbulence is common anyway, so it's possible that it's just a coincidence. Yeah, exactly. And why did the um, yeah. the freighter lose communication? 
could that be again to do with the EM fields from the island affecting the instruments? Um. I mean, because the others, the the others' equipment went down. We know that after the hatch imploded, because Tom said something. That's that's right. He did it. Um, when the yeah, he said it. It's been um three days since the sky turned purple and we've gone blind, um, as in yeah. blind from the radar and what have you. So, could be possible that the freighter has experienced the same thing, or it could um be that someone's back down at the looking glass or maybe the um, water got into the uh, circuitry and shorted it out causing causing it to block yeah possibly and that that would actually explain yeah that could help to explain um, some of the satellite stuff because satellite uses microwaves as opposed to radio waves which could be harder to block yeah yeah I can see what you're saying Anyway, moving on to Frank's flashbacks. He's the helicopter pilot. Frank Lapidus. Yep. And he claims that it that that plane is not Flight 815. Because he knows the pilot, Seth Norris. Now that was very interesting when he called that up. And um why so if he was supposed to be flying the plane on that day, well why wasn't he flying? Well, Later on in the episode, we see Naomi talking about the team and saying that Frank's a drunk. But could that be could that be a reason why he was? Yeah, that's a, that's a possibility. To yeah, fly? definitely. Right, Miles flashbacks. Miles is an interesting character, I reckon. Yeah, that he uh, mm-hmm. I. Uh, Possibly a bit psycho. Yeah. From some of the stuff that he was doing, but still very interesting. And he, he was. He was described again as a ghostbuster. Yeah, that was interesting, and it, it did seem very ghostbuster-ish to take in some kind of strange vacuum cleaner yeah. whirling around and and talk to spirits. And the woman was African-American. And people have made a connection that that there is a picture on the wall. And it looks extremely like our mate Echo. It did look... Was it Echo when he was younger? Yeah. Yeah. It did look like him. I think um, over at Sledgeweb's Lost Stuff, that was confirmed from a screen cap. That it was definitely Echo. So whether that's actually... A direct um, relation, or perhaps a distant. Maybe uh, she was some kind of great aunt, or something like that. I mean, I am a huge Echo fan. I always have been, and when I saw that, I just knew straight away that looks like Echo. Definitely, yeah. It was a gut reaction, and also going back. Um, she found it behind the wardrobe some um powder oh yeah and some drugs money. that which um echo was smuggling drugs wasn't he yeah so that's, that uh, is a I huge connection. connection i didn't even think about that at the time yeah was he trying to contact the dead 
which is pretty much coming back into Ghostbusters. Well, he he appeared to be talking to a spirit of some kind, and yeah. uh, there was a, a reaction from what he was saying. I think it was a sh- some shaking, was it, of, of furniture? Okay, so Charlotte's flashbacks. She was in Tunisia. Why? Well, the first thing that I'm thinking, how the hell did she know that there was going to be a skeleton of a Dharma polar bear there? And why did her face light up when she saw the Dharma sign? Yeah, interesting. And why was there a Dharma polar bear in the middle of the Tunisian desert? (laughs) Exactly. Wild theories, maybe they were transporting by air and it fell out of the plane or something weird like that. That is wild. Yep. Um, so, right, I think I think we can I think move we've on. pretty much covered that. Naomi's flashbacks, which so, is quite weird, considering she's dead. Yep. She had the meeting with um, Mr. Attorney Matthew Aberdon. I read something really interesting. The actor who plays Aberdon, he was originally meant to be the actor to play Mr. Echo. Really. Wow! Just while we're just while we're talking about it, yeah, it's it's really hard to imagine. Yeah, it that, is isn't it? definitely. Mm. Right. Um. So when did this take place? This meeting with Abaddon? Well, obviously before the team was rounded up to go to the island, I would imagine perhaps yeah. a week before, maybe a few days. Um, yeah. Why would Naomi think that there could be survivors? Now, how would she know that Flight Eight Fifteen was there? If they'd seen... I do, I, I do think she's been on the island before. You do? I'm not sure. I do. Well, how could she possibly know that Flight 815 was there if they'd just seen that on the news, unless they were part of it, or that perhaps Ben had been in contact or something like that? Maybe they're part of the cover-up team. Maybe. Yeah, that's well, an interesting... Or they know about the cover-up team. Yeah. So why were the five chosen to be on his team? Her her team's I. Well, they've all they've all clearly got a certain quality about them. Yeah, I I would think that um it's probably because of their that they perhaps needed the money. Yeah. It's probably one of the one of the reasons and secondly just because of their certain skills in certain areas. Yeah. How was Abaddon involved in the grand scheme of things? Well, I, I, what, I he think seems the, to, He seems to be the... Yeah, he seems to be the organiser. I'm wondering if maybe Mr. Widmore is behind the whole, the whole thing. Yeah. That would be an interesting... Sort of, he's behind the whole company. What? Okay, we'll move on from Naomi... Why are the people on the boat searching for Ben? Now, I did... I think I wrote something about this on the Black Rock. Um, I'm not really too sure. I think I just said that perhaps he'd been off the island at some point and done some... Yeah, to me, yeah, from the photo... done some dodgy... It looked like he it looked was... like he was in some kind of medical place, so yeah. maybe he'd been doing some dodgy experiments that were considered unorthodox by... A group of people, and that's why they're trying to get him. Perhaps not really any solid grounds for that, but 
Oh, that... Um... Why... Why, when Charlotte saw Ben, why wasn't she surprised? Why, why didn't she mention anything? How would they know where to find him? Is it coming back to, it's got to be, they, and that's why they're on the island. Well, yeah, that, that is the only reason why they're on the island. I, perhaps they've intercepted communications between Ben and the outside world. Yeah. Maybe that's why they they were blocking. Ah, that's why that could be why they um, Ben ordered the others to block any signals from the island, so um, they so that the anyone on the island wouldn't alert the team as to where the island actually was. Yes. Why? Why does Naomi have a picture of Desmond if she's looking for Ben? That is an interesting point. No ideas actually. Could, not, could not it be thought. going back to Charles Rimmore and Yeah, if he's behind the whole thing. Right. Why have they got, got ga gas masks? Well, it could be to do with the uh the contamination or whatever it is, the um the sickness, the sickness that Rousseau speaks of and that they all sort of um immunize themselves every day or whatever. And then I I added a little joke. I put on the notes. Or maybe they're worried he'll try to kill them like he killed his dad. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> Just, why was the helicopter sent at night? Because obviously, obviously the survivors knew they were coming. I think I think so it'd, be di it'd be difficult to, if they, um, the people come out of the helicopter, it'd be d more difficult to find them, you know, in the middle of the jungle at night as opposed yeah. to day. So it could give them a chance to uh, get a get an advantage, although that didn't quite work out. <laughs> right, the, moving on, the big the big cliffhanger at the end was Ben revealing stuff about Charlotte, and I think Locke asks, "How do you know that?" And he says, "Because I have a man on their boat." You've got a big long list of whom they might be here. Yeah, we're not going to discuss each one, but this is the one that I personally... The people who it could now be... Now, the the top one on there... They're not in I think that that order. could be a possibility, the top one, which is uh, Mikhail Bakunin. He's dead. Um, We didn't see him die, so who's to say that he's dead? Right, then we got Michael. This is quite a possibility, but somehow I don't think so. No, I don't think it'll be Michael. What, I don't know why everyone's saying that it will be. That just seems too far-fetched to me. Yeah. And again, I could be proof wrong with the... Just like I was with the fruit opener. My, um, we do know that... We do know that um, Michael is coming back for season four. We do, but... Yeah. Not necessarily. I wouldn't have thought that... I just think it's too far-fetched for him to be on on the boat. And now my personal favourite is Matthew Abaddon, the attorney yeah. guy. No, I don't think so, no. I mean, we don't think he could be on... We don't think he... We don't know whether he's on the boat or not. I don't think he is. I would have thought he'd be, you know, back at home managing everything. Okay, th this is a bit weird, but I've got Naomi down. What? As... <laughs> Ironic as that seems. 
Naomi working for Ben, possibly. During Alias, they were talking about the man, and then it turned out to be a woman. Oh, yeah. George Minkowski. George Minkowski. We haven't, we haven't met him before. So, we obviously don't know what he's like. And somebody we don't know. What? Could be possible. Yeah, probably. That's the probably the most proper one that there actually is. Wouldn't have much effect, though. Wouldn't have as much effect. And then our last one is Frank. And I've got, maybe, in Ben's grand scheme of things, he was meant to guide the plane to the island, but the plan went wrong and the pilots were switched. Hmm. Bit of a crazy theory, I know, but... No, I like that theory. I think that's interesting. It does. It's, it's plausible, yeah. Hmm. And then Ben, and then Ben was, Ben wasn't expecting it to come, because obviously the pilot was changed, and that's why he he was shocked when the when he mm. heard the plane coming. Yeah, definitely. Right, episode three. I think I think there's nothing nothing else we need to talk about. Nope. No, we move right along to episode three. So, yeah, this was called the Economist, and it was a side flash it forward. Was. And the I usually I'm not that fond of sides um, flashes. However, this one was pretty good. Although I do think it started off a bit slow. I I cannot believe you just said that. Saeed's flashbacks are better than Desmond's. I would disagree. So, anyway, it's confirmed that Saeed has got a ticket off the island, which, um, after he made the deal with Frank Lapidus. However, whether he will actually get off the island or not is a different question. Perhaps the helicopter could run out of fuel, um, or they might not get to the exact bearing that they need to. Well, I've seen a sneak peek. Raises some major questions, but okay. I won't go into them now. Who is R? Who is RG? Now, RG was the inscription which was on that um, Naomi's, Naomi's bracelet, which also um, was was identical. Oh, Elsa, Elsa the, the, oh, the woman Saeed yeah. was with, had an identical one, and Saeed picked it up and had a look. So. Yeah. Interesting coincidence there. If right. it is a coincidence. Right, the time difference. Now, this is my favourite point. Daniel and his rocket. Now, that... That was very, very interesting. And we've got some theories about this. Why was there a 31-minute, 20-second time difference? Well, I'm not sure, but we got some theories from the Black Rock which could help explain it. The Why did the f um, physical objects travel to the island differently um, whereas electromagnetic waves you know will come straight through without a time difference now I'm thinking and mentioned this earlier that perhaps physical objects take a different path and maybe even clone themselves dump a version of them in the Sunder Trench and then come to the island and then that takes an amount of time however that's really just a crackpot theory not very likely at all. Um, should we move on to the theories? Yep. Right, well, Muse Psycho on the Black Rock said, I'm thinking that the conversations 
go um, real time simply because waiting half an hour from from an answer wouldn't make good television. But it bugs me. <laughs> but it bugs me that we have to think about this. But why are the clocks running differently? Is that half half hour difference constant, or is the one minute on the island thirty minutes outside the bubble? So the island time and real time is moving further apart all the time. Did we get enough info in the episode to calculate these things? I'm wondering if entering the numbers in the Swan Station somehow kept the island up to date, so to speak. But now time is running wild. Now, I really like that theory about keeping right. the, the two times in sync by entering the numbers every 108 minutes. Because that is actually what they do. Yeah. I don't. I'm not sure if it's 108 minutes, but apparently it takes 108 minutes for a satellite to orbit the Earth at a certain orbit or something, which does tie in because I was watching a documentary the other That's day on um, GPS systems, and because time runs differently in space, they have to constantly update the satellites um, so that they don't drift apart. So that could um, that does make sense that it could be updating and keeping the time in sync. Yeah. So that's a good theory. I'll read out the next one. We know that the island has electromagnetic properties and radio waves, or electromagnetic waves that bounce between the surface of the Earth and the ionosphere. So maybe an electro electromagnetic connection allows the communications to be in real, real time. You also have to keep in mind that there doesn't appear to be any time dilation so far as they follow the spe special heading when coming and going from the island. So the time delay issues seem to be very localised and special. Okay, that was Astro Jones' theory. What work has Charlotte got to do? She's When she was asked whether she's coming on the helicopter, she, she said, no, I've got work to do. Um, well, simply exploration of the island, seeing polar bears creatures which have Dharma logos on I guess <laughs> yeah Jacob's cabin mm -hmm. why is it mo why is it moved my theory is that's a proje projection of the smoke monster and so Hurley wasn't actually going insane um why would Ben have to travel off the island different passports different currencies That was in the yeah, room. secret room. Wasn't very surprised that he had a secret room. Um, suppose you wouldn't be want to be stuck on an island all the time. Uh, as I went back to my point earlier, it could could be something to do with um, his research. Yeah. Anyway, who was Mister Avellino? The guy on the oh, golf right. course. No idea. Um, obviously someone who's got a bit of money. Yeah. Now, why was he so nervous? He was really shaken up when Saeed said that he was one of the Oceanic Six. Perhaps this was because he remembered who Saeed was. Um, maybe he'd had um, prior experiences with Saeed at some point. But why did Saeed actually go yeah. ahead and kill him? Well, there's obviously something going on there, but perhaps he was just on Ben's... Hit list. Who is the economist? 
Is it Charles Widmore? Hmm. It could be, easily. And he's in the casting list for episodes 5 and 6. Ah, that could be very interesting. Considering only one of them is Desmond-centric. Yeah, so that could be a tie-in with... um, Yeah. Right. Why was Elsa paged 30 minutes early? It's because of the time difference. The what? Don't worry. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Who is side protecting and from what? I think it could have been either two, two groups of people. The people left on the island, or the Oceanic Six. It's more likely to be the people left on the island. But you're not really, not entirely mm. sure. Who are the people on Ben's list? Maybe even Jacob's list. Now, that's an interesting point. Yeah. Everything runs from the island. That would Jacob. be interesting. Um, well, we obviously know that... Well, we don't obviously know, but we can ass- assume that Mr. Golfer was on Ben's list. Yeah. So, be interesting to find out what he did, if anything, to sort of become on Ben's list. What happened the last time Saeed thought with his heart instead of his gun? Ben said, you remember the last time you thought with your heart and not with your gun? Well, I I guess he must have had some kind of experience with someone else who he was close with. Maybe they um, were killed, perhaps. Or maybe he was referring to um, a reference when Saeed was a torturer back in Iraq. Yeah, or or even on the islands. Perhaps, yeah. Why did it, why did they have to take the same bearing that they came in on with the helicopter? Because you can only enter and exit the island through one bearing. Um, exactly. Ben That's what mentioned that at the end of end of season two, I think. Yeah. And three, two, five. That was. Um, yeah. So you. And Desmond obviously had that trouble. He sailed away, but didn't get the right bearing, and so he was just yeah. shot back into the island again. Maybe she wants something. Maybe she wants something from Locke. I don't know. Or 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 even from Sawyer. Cough, cough. <laughs> right. Um. Episode four, we move on to the trailers. So, the trailer. Not much happens. We do see, unfortunately, Sawyer and Kate having sex. Which is stupid. And, um... There really isn't that much. 
we see that Kate's part of the Oceanic Six, which we already knew basically. Okay, I'll read out the AICN review of Eggtown. I've had to read through these, and these aren't completely major spoilers, but there are quite a few. So, just to warn people. This week's flash forwards belong to hmm. a maternal Kate Austin. We'll learn why Kate's hinder isn't languishing in stutter. Beardless Jack Shepard turns up in LA. These are the last flash forwards until 4.7, said to be the last episode before the multi week break. John Locke will release Ben Linus from the rec room. The captive Miles will make a deal with the less captive Kate. Over a box of Dharma Vino, Kate will make an eyebrow raising proposal to James Ford. Jack, Juliet, Dan and Charlotte will be informed that the helicopter carrying Saeed, Desmond, Frank and Naomi hmm. did not get where, they, where it was going. And we may learn how a major cast member, one introduced in the series pilot, meets his or her untimely demise. Hint, it's not Rose. Well, those are interesting points, um, but the the major one in there is about the helicopter for me, I think. Um, I didn't actually, the minute it set off, I thought that's not going to get off the island. So, we'll see. I could hear you, I can amplify it, don't worry about it. Should we go ahead, well that's really loud now, should we go ahead and um, end the show? Okay, uh, thanks for listening to this episode, we'll be back in Fortnite with covering episodes 4 and 5. We had a few um, problems, and unfortunately because of our format, the uh, fortnightly podcasts it's not working all that well with how the episodes are going to be released this season so thanks for listening um, I hope you enjoy tonight's episode and check back soon yeah we will <laughs> thanks for listening to this episode of the Lost Exploration Podcast at lostexploration.com if you would like to send in a voicemail you can do so at 267-276-1408. And of course, Luke is available at luke at lostexploration.com. Thank you, and do check back soon.